0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. K the talk
1: of Las Vegas. <phone rings> Lady Joe DeFalco and your host, Mark Hoke.
2: All right! Hippity hoppity, Easter's on its way.
0: (laughs) Oh. There's some throwback for you.
2: I feel like we by by the way, the Easter bunny has to change his name. Oh no. What does he have to be? He's now Fred Rabbit. Fred Rabbit? Yes.
0: By DeQuey. Peter, <laughs> Peter Cottontail is now Steve Johnson. That's exactly right. See, now you're getting it. The bouncer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we're. Oh, I, I'm sorry. We Fish and I, Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show. I guess I ought to say that first. It's not a bad start. The, the <laughs> best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 AM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. You know why? Why? Because we're that darned good. <laughs> That's what we do. Of course, I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. Yay! Wait, am I Mark Hoke? Uh, for now, you're, you're gonna <laughs> find out. If you don't know, we're gonna find out why we're making this joke in a little bit. I I, I think I'm I, I I think I would use my
2: my grandfather's first name and my other grandparents' last name. No, see, but now. That's I, the I, route I would take. But, well, no, well, now the problem is they're just using last names because he's no longer Austin Theory. He's just Theory. Well, well, I would have time to, before <laughs> when Vince hired me, to come up with something.
0: Well, Instead of we, getting a change. Well, maybe,
2: maybe they'll use one of the things that they didn't use for uh, Stone Cold, like Otto Freeze. That was going to be oh. his name. Wow.
0: Andrew Fluffy Fane. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually Andrew Fishfane sitting over there, of course. Uh, by the way, in case you want to listen to SportsX Radio on Monday night with Fish and Chips. It was a little uh, spirited, spirited,
2: spirited day last Monday.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you guys were getting into it. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that argument was bad. But Andrew Fishbane sitting across from me, you can, like I say, you can catch him Monday night here on KDWN. 8 post-meridian to 10 post-meridian Pacific Standard Time. If we're going till anti-meridian, we've got problems. Yeah. (laughs) That means I'd probably be up pretty late. But Uh, anyway. And, of course, he is the Lord, the master, the guru of future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas. The Yoda-tar Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is just one of the most (laughs) amazing people in the world. There's no question about it. Not a fan of Easter, apparently. That's okay. Joe DeFalco joining us. Joe, how are you?
1: Oh, fine. I thought I was the forgotten son. Nobody's calling me. I'm like, it's 8.05. What's going on? You, I woke up for nothing. We're trying to let you sleep a little more. Well, unfortunately, I had to get up because I knew I had to call. <laughs> you know, if you told me I could have slept yeah. at 8.06, I probably would have. Th-
2: th- uh, we uh, thought uh, maybe uh, you were doing an
0: Easter egg hunt. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Loris uh, uh, gave uh, you time to eat some chocolate. It's all good. Yeah, she. By the way, I I gotta say we we have a new producer here at, at KWN, and she is awesome. By the way, she's doing a fantastic job since she started here, and uh, she's gonna be the one screwing up our show for a, a long time. So,
1: well, you know, she she was the one who made the late call. So I don't know if awesome is the right word. Well, you know, she it may she have loves you that, you that you in much. The yeah, long she
2: haul. she loves you that much. She wants you to get that extra minute yeah, or two of beauty say. rest.
1: I don't know. I think she had that much to do other than call me. You know what but, I mean? What's going to
2: happen is she's going to pull a Sonya Deville and just come on the air because she's now a part of the show.
1: <laughs> Maybe she was trying to take that third slot. Yeah, there you go. Maybe she had an ulterior motive.
0: Oh, man. So <laughs> the jokes that we were making, and I, and since we're into this, we might as well dive in right now because I, I, I'm going to ask you a, a question on this one, Joe. The It is official now. Everyone is going into the WWE name randomizer. The dartboards are out. The, the, the wiffle ball landing is you know, whatever you want to do. Because Vince McMahon has decreed that no one can use their real names on WWE programming anymore, which is
1: why we're making all these name jokes. I would, I would. Why, why are you saying that? Randy Orton's still going to be Randy Orton. A few of them will yeah, that, be grandfathered in. Yeah,
2: like John Cena is going to be grandfathered in as John Cena. Yeah, right? Cody Rhodes isn't going to get his name. No, changed. exactly.
1: It's <laughs> the same as it's always been. They went for that run where they kept people's name. We even had this discussion before that came up that they started changing names and that they wanted to make sure, you know, the Sepa Fatus were Sepa Fatu. So it's like it's no, not but, shocking to me in and, any way.
2: And that part I get, but it's shocking to me when especially and the one the one that comes to mind this week was that Austin Theory has changed his name to just Theory now. I'm but, Theory. Because his real name I, because his real name happens to be Austin White, so they had to get rid of the Austin part. So now he's just Theory. So if you're already branding a guy on your show, Changing his name there seems ridiculous. Like I can understand. Oh yeah, I,
1: I don't. I don't disagree on that one. And, you know, we even had this conversation, and I said that I even said it about him. That hey, you know, who, who knows if they get rid of Austin just because Steve Austin's around? So because they never like having the same guy having the same first names. Because you know, in life, nine million people. So Matt Hardy goes to AEW. He has to name change his name to Nat Hardy because Matt Jackson's there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so uh, so Austin Theory got thrown in the. Uh, well, actually, he just kind of got a name decapitation.
1: Yes, but uh, well, they did it with Riddle. What was wrong with Matt Riddle? It it flows better.
2: Yeah, Riddle. I agree. That sounds high on and Riddle. The, and they actually did it originally with Elias too, because Elias and I can't remember what he was going by his last name when it first almost happened. had a
1: name too. But it's not his real name. His real name's Ezekiel. What are you talking
2: about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and by the way, there's a picture of Elias and Ezekiel next to each other, which is so obviously Photoshopped. Yeah, that was right.
1: <laughs> <awful. laughs> obviously? I don't believe obviously. I think it's a, a picture that might be a little grainy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, some other people got... Th- so just so you can uh, adjust your scorecards at home, uh, Kaylee Ray and uh, Casey Catanzaro got... Nailed by the name randomizer in NXT, but you, but you, Haley Ray. Nobody
1: who's no other than Austin Theory. Nobody who's really like a main person on the show has gotten their name changed in the middle of the gig.
0: Yeah, but it's just silly. Raquel
1: like, Rodriguez, like <laughs> stuff about too, that was dumb. But
0: yeah, Raquel, she's yeah, she's she got her Maybe name. She got changed.
1: married to Richard Rodriguez, and she changed her name legally.
0: Fair Possibly, enough. maybe Albert you will guys go real second Guys are always
1: taking the other side. I don't understand. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Kaylee Kay Ray is now Alba Fire. Oh, good lord! Casey Catanzaro is now Katana Chance. In other words, there's a, yeah, there's a chance, a chance, you, the the there's a chance you might get stabbed with a katana. Name and
1: all those guys had yeah. to change their name when they came in. So yeah,
0: and and they're and obviously Vince is doing it because he doesn't. You know, he wants to be able to hold the trademarks, and he wants his. So, I,
2: I, you know, the other thought is that he wants them to have their own WWE identity versus right. their identity. So, but it, but it, to me, from a marketing standpoint, if you've already got somebody marketed as, as because they're big on the indies, it makes more sense just to keep their name when they come into your when they come into your brand. You would
1: think. Well, he wants to rebrand, like you said. You know, I had said it before. For some reason, once it was always like that. Ask Daniel Bryan. You know, AJ Styles was like the first guy, and once that kind of hit, all of a sudden Samoa Joe and Bobby Fish and Adam Cole, they all got to keep their names. And now that they got rid of the whole indie circuit thing of signing those guys, now they're rebranding everybody the way it actually was. Six years ago.
2: Now, do you, so, when, when guys come into FSW, do you ask do you ask them if they want to change their names? Do you change their names automatic? I mean,
1: how, as, no, because when they're not contracted wrestlers to us. So, okay. you know, AEW's gig is we're going to bring in these super indie guys who have name value as Shane Strickland has a name that was bigger on the indies as Shane Strickland, not Isaiah swerve scott or whatever he was you know what i mean but then again wwe owned the the copyright to isaiah scott so if he if he became a big deal and then they released him you know cross can't use carrion cross but he uses killer cross which he used before and between him and keith lee they were kind of last of the mohegans who kind of got to keep what their indie name was. And that's why Keith Lee was becoming the Bearcat. That was probably the same reason that it just took a while for us to realize what everything was going on.
0: Yeah, and you look at other people that have come and gone in WWE. Uh, and I'm on an article on Web's Jericho about all this. Keith Lee, Mercedes Martinez, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, all got to keep their names, and guess what?
2: They're now, all gone.
0: Now they're all gone. And I'm sure that that's probably Chap and Vince a little bit. So, I, I, understandable, but, you know, changing
1: Austin Theory to Theory is just... You know, I heard they're changing Tommaso Ciampa's name to De Geppi Esposito, so...
2: Wow. Spoken like a <laughs> true Italian. <laughs> <I heard. laughs> My
1: inside sources, that's what they told me.
2: Oh. And, and, and this is apropos of nothing we're talking about, but you mentioned Tommaso Ciampa, so it just makes you think. What Does anyone know what's going on with Johnny Gargano? Is he signing anywhere? He hasn't decided yet.
1: He's, he's just, doing he's con his uh, <laughs> WrestleCon, WrestleCon stuff. You know, I got a call yesterday from Jeff Jarrett. By the way, oh yeah, J E W L F J A W R D W T. Weekend doing a podcast. Maybe we can get him on the air if you want.
0: That'd be awesome. Oh, that would be fantastic.
1: Double Maybe hopefully we can buy some gold bars from him.
0: I just, I just wanted to hit fish with a guitar. That's all I care about. I take a guitar shot. I'd love to see it. I'd absolutely take a guitar shot. We, I, I will, I will pay to clean up the K Studios here. That's all right.
1: You need to take a honky tonk man guitar shot, not the uh, no. Those are scary guitar that Jeff Jarrett had. He'll miss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he will miss. That's a, that's a lock. I'll I'll get sharded. It'll it'll be shrapnel in my head. Oh,
2: shard! you said shard. Okay. Shard.
1: Cody said he just shorted. That's, no, that's, I did
2: not. See, that's where I was going with not it. Not today. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but you know, I guess
0: since we're we're talking on WWE, uh there was a lot of crazy stuff happening to at EW too, but we'll we'll go WWE. Um another I, I, another good Cody promo
2: on Raw. Um I you thought, know, this is- really quickly, Joe, I don't know if you saw either this, either Raw or SmackDown this week, but I thought both these episodes were very much throwback episodes. These were actually done very well. There were a couple of minor things that were that were irritating about them, but for the most part, I thought both Raw and SmackDown were actually good this week.
1: I watched. Uh, I was actually sitting here watching the SmackDown stuff. I was. I'm. I'm interested in the Usos and RK Bro because it hasn't been seen or done before. So it's like, hey, this is an exciting match I could care about. I'd like, you know, I wasn't really a big fan of the Street Profits, but uh, I like their heel work and I like what they've been doing. So.
0: Yeah, I. I. You know, I. I. The Street Profits a very talented team. And yeah. I, and I just. I just didn't. I, I think I did get turned off to him too when they went face.
2: My my only it's problem just, my only problem with the street profits is, to me Montez Ford outshines Angelo Dawkins and you when you have a tag team you can't have one of them completely outshine well, the other
1: because I, I don't well you always got to have a Gennady
2: so yeah that's true but I mean like Montez Ford could not be replaced I think you could replace Angelo Dawkins with with a lot of people and they would still be just as good you could not replace Montez Ford though. Well, it gives you a contrast. It gives you the flyer. Well, somebody's the always
1: okay. got to shine.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, but I enjoy. Someone's, someone's got speech. to be the Jim the Anvil, Nighthart. I know, get. it. it. Yeah, there you go.
1: Jeff Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. Who's the more exciting guy of the two? Matt. You know, Jay Briscoe <laughs> over Mark Briscoe.
0: I can. You know, it's it's hard. Well, you you can't tell them apart, but yeah. Yeah, Mark doesn't. Mark doesn't get the
1: credit he deserves. You know, I'd to make awesome. a Los Lethario's comment, but I have no idea what their names are. Yeah, yeah I, our, I don't
0: know which one's which. They've <laughs> they've had their name changed so many times too. It's not even funny. But yeah, so we're gonna get a tag team unification match now. Whether and and it's interesting because the definition of unification it, historically in wrestling is you take two titles and you meld them into one. Now in boxing, that's not the case. As an example, you have. You still have your four organizations. It's just that one guy has won most of or all of the championships. So I haven't seen WWE with Roman Reigns yet Well, making that one title, well, even though it's kind of being
1: referred to as, as one. And, it's, and, it's, and the funny thing is, weird.
2: they're referring to it as the universal title, which I thought they would have done it the other way around and referred to it as the heavyweight title.
1: Well, I think the, well, it's the universe. So if it's the universe is the entire you know, come on! I mean, then, then just the the one brand. The most exciting to me thing about unifying the tag team titles is the tournament the next week to split the titles up again. There you go. <laughs> Looking forward to that.
2: The question is, if they do unify the tag team titles, are, do we are we are we done with the brand split for now?
1: Technically, no, because all the other wrestlers will be. But to have your champion bounce around is like the. the the easiest thing to do, you keep your main players on both shows, it means you can literally get rid of 10 more people that really don't have any slots anyway. You want to save money. Uh, I'd rather have uh, Seth Rollins on both shows, or I'd rather have the Usos on both shows than having to have the Viking Raiders.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. I'd like War Machine back. You can get rid of the Viking Raiders, but see, they, I'd like they, War Machine they went the, back. They, they Thank went, you. They,
2: they went through the name randomizer as well.
0: Oh, unbelievable, but yeah,
2: this. Well, this I, I think it's
0: going to be a lot of fun, and, and you know, obviously with Roman Reigns kind of looking over everybody's shoulder, saying
1: you better unify those titles and, and acknowledge did, did, did us. You see, they they teased Roman Reigns on Young Rock the other day.
2: Yeah, that's right. I, I didn't so. see that, but I, I will say that that. Much like they did with Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton actually seems happier than I've seen him in a long time, so he's doing some excellent work because he seems very happy. That's because Riddle's got him
0: stoned 24-7. That's, That's probably true. Those guys are known to partake.
1: Yeah, I have heard He uh, Randy Orton has not crapped in any bags in years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Um, another, you know, one thing and, and this kind of ties into what happened on AEW. I do want to Get into this side of it, with almost now being with MVP, and obviously so he's almost think,
2: an MVP. So,
0: fish, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna chip you here in a minute. <laughs> it's gonna get ugly in, but you have almost who I think a lot of us thought the experiment was gonna be over after WrestleMania. We wished the experiment was <laughs> oh, over. Trémaud WrestleMania. Frère, WrestleMania. Uh, and then of course we also had another debut. On AEW this week. Yeah. Which did not go well. Um, the giant uh, was former uh, football player, right? Or basketball player. Basketball player. Yes, basketball. Um, debuting on at the end of the Samoa Joe Suzuki match. Which,
2: great by Cull- the way, the great fun Cull- match. It was a great cully, right? And it, yeah. No, it was not the great <laughs> cully. Oh, my was God. The, What is the your problem? It
1: was Tony Khan taking absolutely no credit and burying and everybody else.
2: Yeah,
0: well, Satnam Singh. Yeah, it was the who played not, for the Dallas Mavericks the not, so, not, not so great Kali. <laughs> yeah, shows up. They they did the lights out thing at the end of that match, and Satnam Singh shows up in the middle of the ring, and to everyone's surprise, which it was, it was like, we have who that, we ha- we have who that, we have who day, now we have who dis in New Orleans because nobody knew who he was. So,
2: don't you so, and, so say that kind of thing for people who, who you know who they are?
0: Yeah, and Tony Khan actually admitted that was an error. But
2: Yeah, the, the, and
1: then he turns around and he goes, oh, I would not never done that, but you're the one who okayed it, and now you're saying that you wouldn't have done it because it failed. And now you're saying, well, I wouldn't have done that, but everything goes through you, so be the boss and take the responsibility instead of some unnamed guy Who ran with it and you okayed it, but it's not on you, of course. Yeah.
0: I actually, I actually have that quote in here. Let's see if I, I think I had it somewhere where he, he essentially, okay, here it is. Uh, this is also, I was on Web is Jericho a lot today, coming up on the search engine. Good for Chris. Uh, here was his quote on that debut, and then I'll get to my bigger point. Uh, it was a point, it was meaning, let's see. Um, I could have done it better. It's one of those things I wish I'd have done differently. There were things about it I probably should have done differently. Now I see in hindsight. To be honest, it wasn't my idea to turn the lights out, but I am the ultimate filter. I'm the person who everything goes through. Uh, to be honest, the person who brought up turning the lights off has over 30 years of experience in pro wrestling. When they brought it out to me, I was only looking at the pros, and I should have thought about the
2: cons. Well, I mean, but why throw somebody under the bus at all? Why not just say I would yeah, it was a ba- it was just a bad idea and yeah. leave it at that?
1: Yeah, because he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to act like he is. He's made a hundred bad, thousand bad decisions, and it's like this one. You know, was it needs to go right in the crapper. You know, first off. whether the lights were turned off or not, and if he would have came out to did that, the reaction still would have been pretty much the same. Who was this guy? So you're the one who was still wanting to bring this guy in. It was just like, how are you going to bring him in? That's the only thing somebody else may have done. It was still his idea to bring that guy in on that segment. How they did it was going to be, you know, what they were going to do. No matter how it was done, it wasn't going to be a hit. That's for sure.
0: So, so Saddam Singh shows up and he also made an appearance at Battle of the Belts on Saturday. But the the, the bigger picture in terms of Singh, you know, because he came in and just, you know, threw a couple people around and did the, did the side brain cloth and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and of course, almost has been kind of plodding around. And my question to you guys is this. Is there a, still a place in professional wrestling for giants like this that, you know, obviously big, intimidating people, but can't do a whole no. lot. Is it time to give up on this idea?
2: You know, I mean. Y- if- you, have, you have to be able to be at least like the big show was, or like Paul White, I guess is what he's going by now. You have to be able to be ha- have that kind. I mean, for a guy his size, he had a lot of agility. And you have to be able to have some agility and not look like you could break a leg any time you take a step because you're plodding. Right, and and Joe, you you
0: train wrestlers at FSW. Of course, go to FSWVegas.com, dot com. Check out everything Joe has going on. Um, Joe, do you do you think that guys like this are useful in professional wrestling at this point? Uh, you know, maybe not. You, know, you can use them as a bodyguard or something like that. But as in ring performers, is it time to just give up on
1: this? Well. The thing is, you you have to give opportunity. You know, you you can't teach size. It's a lot harder to get a guy five foot five, 150 pounds like Chris Bay over when Kevin Cross walked in. With Kevin Cross, you saw what was there, but you're also seeing. I've seen guys that look like a Kevin Cross that have failed miserably, never got matches, they did they stopped coming to train. But if you got a guy six foot nine, six foot ten, you're hoping he's capable. He you don't have to do a lot when you're that size. You're not gonna sell a lot for that size, but if you're incapable of doing it, you can't do it. You know, if Sing came out there and maybe sang some BTS, maybe the crowd would have dug him. You know, maybe a new version of three count or something. But wow,
0: have,
1: having a guy that size, you, you hope there's something there. But if he's nowhere near ready, no, you can't do that at this day and age. Back in the day, you could, and we did see it. You know, for a while, you know, great Kali was over for a while. You know, even the giant Gonzalez, as terrible as that guy was, they positioned him till they needed somebody to destroy him. And almost in the same way that we were hoping it would be Lashley. But now they're going to still try and, you know, maybe he should go down to NXT. Maybe he's, you know, there's things you can do. But right now the writing's on the wall that this guy, by the time we talk next year, you know, he'll either be not even on the main roster or uh, Vince will put the belt on him and he'll be reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah, you know,
0: and one thing from my coaching, you know, I coach sports for butter volleyball for 20 plus years. And a lot of times, you know, you, you see, because, you know, that's a situation where I was dealing with a lot of height too. And some, some kid that would be six foot three would come rolling into your gym and you're like, Oh my God. But you can see right away. And this guy's got no agility. He moves, <laughs> slows molasses. I can try on JV maybe and see if he can get up there, but I mean and maybe we can work with him. But it's it. But you can usually tell it's just not there, and it, that's why that's why I'm wondering when you you seeing guys like like almost and you know and and maybe being a little tough on Singh
2: right now because he was an NBA player, but you can kind of look and but see. It, it's uh, it's legit. It was legitimately like seconds, guys. It was legitimately painful to watch the great Cully in the ring. Yeah. So. I don't know.
1: I, you, know I guess, well, you know, you know, basketball is the the ultimate spot for a guy of that size six ten seven three. You know, and we've seen guys like that, and all those guys have gotten great opportunities because they're so big. Yep. But most of them end up falling by the wayside. Menu if you're ball, an ex basketball okay. player and you become a wrestler and you're seven foot two, it means you are probably. Not very coordinated if you're not a very good basketball player. Yeah, absolutely. Point.
0: All right, guys, we got to go to break. More on the Mark Hoke Show special Easter edition. Oh boy! Hide your eggs, I'm go kids. Go
1: some jelly beans.
0: There you go. Stick around. We will be right back. 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM, KDON, The Talk of Las Vegas.
1: This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke.
2: Holy cat, Billy Fish. Wait a minute, Mark Hoke is the host of the Mark Hoke Show? Amazing how that works. What kind of world are we in? I don't know.
0: I am now springing Mc... Easter egg, I don't know. Come on, Sonia Deville. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Welcome back to the Mark Hoke Show, the number one professional wrestling show, Las Vegas. Oh, to hell with it around the world. We're we're that damn good. Hey, we're we're big in the Maldives. We picked up Singapore, by the way. Thank you for uh, picking up the podcast. that,
2: That way they can watch the Singapore cane match and understand what it is.
0: Yeah, there you go. But, of course, we certainly do appreciate everybody downloading those podcasts. You can get them on your favorite podcast outlet, and, of course, at Com, And you can hear Fish and Joe DeFalco whenever you want. Are you excited about that, Joe?
1: Uh, tremendously. You should You, you be. have
2: no idea how many times during the week I just listen back to the show so I can hear Joe.
1: Really? Yeah, no, you can listen to you go to the FSW network, and you can listen to the latest Joe Defalco Defalco Files podcast too. I, you know? I think
2: I should be a guest on the Defalco Files <laughs> at some point. By the way, you're going to be in the name randomizer as Scully or Mulder if you go to the Defalco Files. I know
0: I'll probably get buried hard, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> I didn't come up with that horrible name either. By the way, all right. Well, the, you... ba- the Vegas Bad Boys host came up with that.
0: Well, aren't you the boss? You can change it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> I have, I have We're already mar-
1: to uh, worry about in the name. It's marketed already. We're all good.
2: You yeah. don't want to confuse people. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, well speaking it's kind of, a- of like a bad, it's a bad wrestling name. You know, people come to me and I'm like, hey, I got this idea, and my name is going to be like one of our guys who, you know, you grew into the name. His name was Ice Williams, and I'm like that. That that's dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> but after you get used to it, now that name is him, and and he's gotten popular on the uh, indie circuit. He's and, a good
2: performer. I mean, yeah. I, I would imagine that when he first came up with it, Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't sound nearly as cool as it sounds now.
1: No, he, he had a much better name before. He stole my name, which was my original name on KLAB when I was doing the radio show. I was the ringmaster, and then he stole that from me. Yes, he did.
2: I,
0: I think he just. Kindly appropriated it and said, um, it's mine now.
2: It's <laughs> probably how that worked. And that's the bottom line. Because yeah. the ringmaster says so. so it doesn't work this way. That's right. There you go. Uh, you know, another a couple of interesting things
0: happened on AEW and and one that you know Tony's got a Tony Khan's got a big announcement coming up, supposedly on Wednesday. How well,
1: many big announcements does well, this man make? Uh, he, he makes man, a lot a of big announcements. Big.
0: But I I'm hoping it has something to do with Ring of Honor because something weird happened on Battle of the Belts this week if you didn't see that on Saturday, Ring of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham wrestled Dalton Castle. And you say, well, what does that matter? Well, Dalton Castle came out with the boys. They brought the boys' gimmick back. The whole production's going on. And Gresham comes out, of course, in the big octopus mask and everything. And the mistake that AEW, I think, made was they had not presented these guys at all on any of their shows. So they just showed up. And if you weren't a ring of honor fan, you probably didn't know much about either of these guys And the crowd for a while was pretty dead. Um, and I think it's, you know, when you, when you have a Samoa Joe who won the ring of honor TV title on Wednesday's dynamite, if you know the guys and you've introduced them, it's one thing, but like bringing out Dalton castle with the boys gimmick, which is hilarious and it's great, but without introducing it, like I have was, no idea what like, that is. Oh, didn't you didn't watch the video I told you to watch? No, with uh, him and Jay Lethal. No. Oh my God! If you want, well, if you have not seen the video with uh, the promo with Dalton Castle and the boys and Jay Lethal, where Dalton offered him a boy to sit on, it was hilarious. Great, great promo. But, but, but I think it's about time that they've got to do something with Ring of Honor and get this separated. From AEW, it's it's taking up time. You're trying to introduce people, and you don't have time to do it. And you know, you're putting a match on TV for a Ring of Honor World Title, and nobody knew who was in the ring. It was, it, well, it was strange.
1: Being that it's AEW, their fan base is based off a lot of people who are Ring of Honor fans, so I think that's why they would have assumed that people would know who Dalton Castle was. But Dalton Castle hasn't been a prominent ring of honor guy for a few years, right? you know, he won the title and he got hurt and he kind of drifted to the wayside. But the thinking is, Oh, ring of honor. Everybody knows who they are in AEW because you know, their fans used to be ring of honor fans and they graduated to AEW fans. So I could see it, but as you know, we were talking about it last week or the week before you know, about the way Ring of Honor is is presented. So I I think they were saying something I read about 11 or 13 titles that are now currently held in AEW that they, you know, if you want to count the AAA titles that they defend when they feel like it. But, you know, you can't keep track of all these people.
2: And the more titles you have, the less the title is worth. Yeah, it's creating a
0: contradiction because you're bringing out the Ring of Honor world champion you're like, well, what's the difference between him and Hangman Adam Page? And you know, I I think they've got it. They have got to get those brands separated, and they've got to do it fast. Yeah,
2: because you're right. Because if you're not separating, and then all of a sudden you devalue Hangman Adam Page's championship belt.
1: Right. Well, I, I think I said it. I guess I didn't say it here, but I think I said it on the podcast where we're talking about it. And the 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 issue to me was that having a Samoa Joe, say, wrestle CM Punk for the Ring of Honor title or or something like that on a Ring of Honor show or the setup with Jay Lethal and those guys – is gonna be much more appreciated on the Ring of Honor show. But right. if you don't know when you're gonna do the Ring of Honor show, it forces you to do it on an AEW show because you can't wait three months for the next ROH show. And that's the thing. You know, before they jump to all these stories and Ring of Honor things with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dudd and, and Samoa Joe and all those guys, you know, it it needs to be put on a Ring of Honor event. You know, the Ring of Honor event that they did was was universally, you know, praised and everything, but now if there's not going to be another one until some other big wrestling weekend that's happening, well, in reality, Ring of Honor doesn't exist. It just becomes a, a bunch of one-offs. Exactly. And putting
2: Go ahead, Joe.
1: I was going to say, and then putting it on AEW, where, you know, having that match... Nobody knows Sanjay Dutt if they, you know, he's been an agent for 10 years now, you know what I mean? It's like, but he's one of, uh, uh, you know, he was an ROH, you know, legend, you know, impact legend, these guys. So to, to, to bring all these names back that we had talked about with, with the ring of honor, because they have so many guys that are now in AEW that they can, they can cross brand all they want, but it isn't a cross brand if it's on AEW. And now right. where they presented, like Jonathan Gresham, for example, he's a big deal in Ring of Honor. He's not a big deal in AEW.
0: Right, and it, and it showed. It really did. The, the, I mean, the crowd got into the match as it went because they're good wrestlers. Um, had a had a couple little weird things
2: going on, but. Uh, my, I don't know. my question was, is, and, we, and we've touched on this before, but now with Ring of Honor being acquired by AEW and these na- other names coming in, is Tony Khan spreading himself too thin? That at some point it's going to be a weakness. Is the dam is going to break, so to speak, because you've spread yourself so thin? It could.
0: I, I, I like I said, I think the biggest thing that they've got to do is they've got to get those two products. A part and they gotta do it.
1: Now. Ring of Honor, yeah, Ring of Honor needs to say its own brand, and unless you can do something with it, then don't start these storylines that you can't continue on Ring of Honor and just throw them on AEW and hope that people are going to care.
0: Yeah, I, I, think I think Tony. I think Tony got a new toy and. In- couldn't wait till Christmas to open it. You know what I mean? And
2: yeah, but once they separate them, don't they have to keep them separated? In other words, yeah. you, you can't separate 100%. them. I mean, you can still have a you know a person cross over every on a, once ca- in a while on occasion, and, yeah, but you can't
0: move you, people around. Right,
2: but, but you can't have AEW wrestlers constantly showing up on Ring of Honor and vice versa because then there's no point in having the separation of the show. Exactly. And if you do that At that point, it it ruins both of them.
1: Yeah. So they, they you know they need to be uh, it's Raw and SmackDown. It's Ring of Honor and AEW.
0: Yep. So we'll see where that goes.
1: Um, That's a real brand difference. You know, WWE could have did it back in the day with WCW and and they chose not to do it. A lot of times it's the ego involved. You know, Tony Khan needs everybody to know that he's the booker for Ring of Honor. He's the guy who runs AEW. He's the one who's spending millions of daddy's dollars.
0: Yep. So, well, we'll see where where all that goes. Um, And also, you know, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the youth movement in AEW compared to what WWE is doing as well with NXT. This week on AEW programming, Wheeler Utah has joined up with uh, Blackpool, the Blackpool club Combat, club, club, Combat, club, Combat Club, which is Brian Danielson and uh, John, Moxley. John Moxley and uh, Steven Regal and or William Regal, excuse me. And Wheeler gets the pin in his mat. Their match against the Gun Club, Jurassic Express beats Red Dragon. Hangman Page beats Adam Cole, and then we also had Powerhouse Hobbs in a tag match where he was teaming with Ricky Starks, uh, gets a pin on Keith Lee when they were wrestling him and uh, and Swerve, uh, which was a great match by the way. Uh, all four guys did a terrific job in that one, but it. L- Tony is standing by the young guys and really trying to get them to but it become said, stars and I mean, it's it's very interesting to see and then you take you know you have NXT where at WWE where you have your NXT people where they're featuring them on a separate show but you know they're not getting the rub and then when they come up it's kind of like hit and miss and I'm just curious your guys thoughts on how AEW is handling their younger wrestlers as opposed to how WWE is. Well,
2: just hearing, what's, what's the right way to go? Well, just hearing what you said just now, and if you think about, it, think of all the people you said that won, all the people that lost, all the people that lost were former WWE wrestlers that have now come into AEW. You said Keith Lee, Bobby Fish, and and Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. So I, I, now, now it could be just coincidence, or it could be that he's tr- not burying them necessarily, but he's promoting his the AEW guys over the the former WWE guys. Oh, and which Punk is- took a. Long- to, to MJF as well. Which, so. which is all very interesting in that regard. And, and I think, see, WWE is ruining it by now they've done it again with NXT because now Natalia is back down in NXT. And they just did it with Dolph Ziggler, obviously, winning the NXT title. And now Natalia is now in NXT. So they're doing it the opposite. They're having the old guard now fight the new kids on their territory versus having the new kids be able to stand on their own. Joe, what do you think about all this? Is, is AEW
0: handling this right? Is WWE handling it right? You, know, you were on a promotion. What do you think? Well, you
1: made, you made the statement, and you were like, well, the young guys, you know, Hobbs and and Ricky Starks be Keith Lee and Strickland, and it's like, but shouldn't Strickland be considered a young guy that's an up-and-coming star? That's true. Like, you, you guys got handed, you know, a, a guy that, many perceive as a really big deal. So to have him come in and I know Jay Lethal's old older whatever, but having all these guys come in and not win, I'm not sure, you know, if it makes sense. I've always been one where it isn't, uh, you know, participation trophies. It's not, "Hey, I've been there longer, so this is what I deserve." The the best people should win. And it's like, if you're going to sign Strickland and Keith Lee and Jay lethal and bring all these guys in just to put over other people because they started with you, because again, which is it, you know, we're going to only push the guys that we bring in. Then how come Brian cage wasn't on TV for nine months? You know what I mean? It was like, well, Brian cage wasn't on TV because, Oh, they brought in all these new guys that they had to push. You know, they didn't bring in Brian Danielson to have him put over Ricky Starks.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Yeah. It's what Tony Khan feels the value is of that person. This ACM Punk lost to MJF. That don't mean anything. MJF is is on fire and MJF has also lost a feud with Chris Jericho. So, you know, It's going to be back and forth. It's who Tony Khan likes. It's who the promoter likes, who the booker likes. I've dealt with the same thing with people that, hey, Joe DeFalco likes this kind of wrestler. I mean, meaning one that the people care about and I think are exciting. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I have to, I have to play to my fan base and my fan base has a type of wrestler they like. Our fan base is is a little more WWE-oriented fans, that they like the storylines. So a guy like Cross got over huge because of a character, because of his gimmick, because of his persona. But Chris Bay also got over, or Hammerstone got over, because these were guys that could work. They could cut promos, and that's what the fans want to see. We've also had guys that are high flyers that zip around and do super cool stuff but they struggle to get over because their per- persona's persona is not there.
2: Do you find it tough sometimes to go necessarily against what you feel or believe because it's what the fans want?
1: Yeah, that that's happened numerous times. I know when, uh, I know it's a name that people don't want to talk about anymore. Joey Ryan, but Joey Ryan was the guy whose gimmick I never got, never understood. You're grabbing the guy's penis. So, okay. And he does a flip and it's like okay i get it you know it's it's funny the first five times but when it's the 5000th time who cares anymore but this guy's over we were looking for some talent he was available we booked him and we had one of our better turnouts for for that show it's not unbelievable. because he was a guy that people wanted to see and i don't let my ego my if a guy's over and people seem to be interested in having this guy on the show, just because I may not particularly dig what he's doing isn't going to stop me from using a, a guy that I think our fan base is going to enjoy seeing.
0: Yeah, the bottom line is making money.
2: It's, you know, that. Was to say, it's that the old authority, it's the old authority term, authority it's best for, best for business.
0: And, you know, when you in like WWE right now, you've got a guy like Veer Mahan. Who you, you had him as a stooge for Jinder Mahal? You make him disappear. You repackage, and now he's a monster. You're making him into a monster, and 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 I just wonder if you know why you didn't just do that in the first place with him instead of making him a, a glorified jobber.
1: I I saw, I saw his picture as a baseball pitcher. I never knew that. Holy cow! What a difference.
2: I didn't see that. I didn't see it either.
1: Huh. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. the other yeah the other day. Huh,
2: and, and, and you're right, Mark, because the problem becomes that he's it's a lot harder for them to get him over as that kind of monster when he's been a stooge. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you come
0: in, you know, if I if I meet you, fish, and you come off as a total jerk, and I'm like, oh my god, that fish guy man, He smells bad. He's ugly. You know, he's a terrible human being. And then all of a sudden. You know, six months later, down the road, you walk in the door, and you're a totally different personality. It's like, you know, what do I believe? And that's the same thing you you, you have in wrestling a lot, especially with WWE. Yeah, you know, we have Lacey Evans who just, it just got totally repackaged. Now well, she's the Marine, the and she's you know the gone through the hard life but she was the sassy southern rich Bell who everybody hated and she was the snotty stuck-up girl and now we have to believe that she's a totally different person
1: well course, know, Jason was from Jamaica and had an accent and we had a <laughs> buy into that
0: yeah that's a little, well you know you can you can drop an accent but I mean' you're, you're talking a, a massive massive personality, char- overhaul, yeah. personality and character shift well, and that that okay, makes sense
1: I'll, I'll I'll ask you a question sure if something's not working, what do you do to change it?
2: Oh I agree. I mean you have I mean, to make it, a change. I mean look at John John Cena is like the ultimate the ultimate in that because he came in as a prototype and that didn't work because he couldn't find a spot so he did so he was about to get cut and fired until he came up with the master of Thugonomics, which all of a sudden turned him into this, this character that people liked and then he dropped that once he got the popularity from that he was able to drop that and become what he is now.
1: There's another Hall of Famer, the Deacon B- uh, Batista, you know, he he came out of Leviathan and OVW. It didn't work. I'm always a person who looks at the, you know, I always say first impressions that are the most important thing. You want to present the guy uh, as a monster. Uh, we have a guy who this guy, big Duke. He's about six foot eight. Big dude should be a monster. But he's been wrestling around and decided to come to FSW. And it's like his perception elsewhere, as I said to him, you know, he wrestled on one of the shows and he wrestles a lucha guy who's 140 pounds and he takes 10 minutes to beat him. And I'm like, I'd like to build you as a monster, but you can't be wrestling all over town and struggling to beat a guy who's a third of your size. You know, the perception is... You could barely beat this 140-pound guy. I can't make you beat all my guys because it makes my guys look inferior to you.
2: Yeah, That's, that's, that's an excellent point, cause, that's very I mean, good point because they just had Veer Mahan just destroy uh, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I, you know it, it's.
1: Did Ray get sick? He was supposed to wrestle him, and he found that he saw this. He saw the sheet that said three minutes, and he said, "Oh, I don't feel good."
2: I think so. <laughs>
0: That's a possibility. Yeah, it, you know, and, and we can armchair book all day. I guess you know maybe I'm I'm being a little guilty of that, but you know you gotta you gotta really work well, hard to make that with this J-B- happen. So. JBL, remember
1: yeah, when JBL yeah. acolyte
0: to acolyte to rich dude.
1: And that, right. And you know what? And the thing was, he grew into being a great champion, but they hot-shotted the belt on him. He beat Eddie Guerrero, and it was like, he ended up getting over. Most people don't, but it took him a long time to do it. Imagine how big of a title change it would have been if they spent six months building him up as this rich New York type, instead of just hot-shotting him with the belt, and now he's this arrogant guy who's from New York.
2: Well, a little more subtly, they did, it's the same thing with Roman Reigns. They they changed the character to make him the tribal chief and the head of the table, and now he's more over than he's ever been. Yeah, and, and to, you know, like to me, that was more of an evolution
0: of a character
1: than
0: you know, totally ripping changed. somebody yeah, embraced
1: apart. Him yeah. as a, the, he, he embraced, the, or Vince McMahon embraced the Roman Reigns as going to be a heel thing.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, And Sammy Guevara is going to have the same problem here shortly.
1: That, oh, he's I, already.
0: Yeah, if if you haven't seen what's going on with Sammy, of course, we all remember Sammy got engaged on TV and then broke up with her a few months later, and now he's been dating Ty Conti, and ever since they put that little duo together, Sammy just won the TNT title again on Battle of the Belts, and he's getting booed out of the building, and he's getting booed out of the building with Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page as his opponents. And everybody hates Dan Lambert. I don't know. I think people start to like Lambert actually. But but Guevara and Ty Conti got a bad reception in that match. So now Sammy goes into no man's land too. It's really you know well, just, now he, he just
1: becomes a heel. That's all. Yeah, it it'll be interesting. he have got that... to embrace it. That's all. You know, it's a, it's funny how it was all diversity. Oh, they put the belt on Scorpio's guy to hold it for like three weeks.
0: Yeah, and I felt bad for Scorpio. I. I I'm not sure I understand why that title, this title, the last two title changes with Sammy. I I well, just didn't. Quite I get,
1: feel worse for Scorpio Sky for what they've done to him for the last, for the first two years of AEW's existence.
0: Yeah, I mean he yeah, signed a long term deal. Talented deal dude. He is. Know. I mean he has really improved from his Ring of Honor days. So, but yeah, quality entertainment there. That's for sure.
1: I've, you I've want been to do a great match. Go see Scorpio Sky and Chris Bay on the FSW network from the Mecca. Oh. Unbelievable. And then Scorpio Sky comes out with the Apollo Creed uh, USA outfit. It was fantastic.
0: Wow. Well, we'll have, I have to look that up. Well, I think you should go to FSWVegas.com and get on the FSW network and get your membership. I think so. I think it would be a good idea. Um, and by the way, we, we got about two minutes left. Uh, do want to mention kind of a little bit of a sad story that just popped up that Virgil, of course, who all remember Virgil, the man who was the servant for Ted DiBiase uh, has announced he is suffering from the early stages of dementia, uh, was having some issues on WrestleMania weekend, and was diagnosed with dementia. Uh, didn't see that. Yeah, that just uh, just popped up today. Um, and on top of learning that he also had two strokes. Jeez, I didn't know it. So
2: uh, we want to wish Virgil all the best as he is... I mean, but I've I've seen some sad things with Virgil. Like he'd be there, be a, a, a siding, and he'll be at a, all by himself at a table, and no one's coming near him to get anything signed by him. And it it just seems like a sad existence for him. He's a, a funny interview. If you ever see interviews
0: with Virgil, boy, are they a train wreck! Holy cow, that man will say anything.
2: And he's named Virgil because of uh, Dusty Roads,
0: right? The spoof on Dusty Roads. Yeah. You betcha. Well, guys, great show as always. As we. Dove, dove deep in this one, that's for sure. Is that the
1: remix behind you?
0: Yeah, you bet. So uh, we want to thank everybody for taking a little bit of time out of their Easter Sunday to listen to us. Especially Especially Loris. Loris, great job in there. Fish, Joe DeFalco, wish you guys a happy holiday. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook The Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com for the website, and of course, MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com. Of course, on all your favorite podcast outlets as well. Keep downloading those shows. We certainly appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week on the Mark Hoke Show. Enjoy the rest of your Easter Sunday, everybody.